At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Happy Friday and Happy New Year's Eve to all of you out there. Welcome in to a special edition, the New Year's Eve edition of Rush Hour here on the Cindy Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and we are live out of the Bat River Sportsbook. And man, this crowd was going nuts about a half hour ago, however long it was. DeMar DeRozan hitting the game-winning shot against the Pacers. Myself included with everybody who, I didn't bet the Bulls, I was just watching, but it seemed like everybody had a money line ticket on him because the sports book just absolutely exploded. It was so fun watching that. He didn't know how much time was left. It was pretty evident, but he chucked it up. Hail Mary went in. It was a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to continue the fun on the show for the next hour because we got a current college football playoff game going on. We'll up that with you currently uh, we see this score 17 to 6 the line at 14 and a half total 41 and a half live line so we'll update that momentarily again but for the show the lineup wise in about five minutes we'll get Ryan Rothstein on because we got to talk some NFL and Philadelphia Eagles football with Mr. Rothstein as Eagles in a somewhat solid position who would have thunk it to make the postseason this year so we'll get his thoughts on that game some other NFC East matchups including the Giants taking on the Bears. That'll be momentarily with Ryan. Afterward, how about former Chicago media star Dave Ross, now out in Sin City. He'll be sharing his top NFL plays in 15 minutes. I know he's got a lot of thoughts on this solid board, so looking forward to talking with Dave in 15. Half hour from now, the usual spot with our main man, James Salinas, former Super Contest champ, current VEASAN host of the Pro Football Blitz with another Super Contest champ, Brady Cannon. But We'll discuss all the top plays that James has made as to this point. And he doesn't just solely have the plays tonight. So that's why we always encourage you to check out the Pro Football Blitz on Saturdays and Sundays because James adds a plethora more of plays usually as the days go on and the nearer we get to kick off. But that'll be in a half hour from now with James. 45 minutes, end of the show, final segment. Danny's Dimes will recap the plays I've made throughout this whole week. A couple of props that I've also added for the upcoming slate. A lot of the props didn't get posted, so I might add some throughout the weekend. So always make sure you subscribe to VEASAN so you get it on the newsletter with the log of the best bets or follow me on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 
But again, let's get you updated with that college football playoff game. Alabama leading Cincinnati 17-6. I believe that the Bearcats have the ball right now, and they're going down the field, having some momentum after stopping the Crimson Tide. So now you're seeing this live line at 14. We just said it was 14 and a half. Now it's at 14 at Bet Rivers. If you do want to lay two touchdowns with Bama, you also are laying minus 121. However, if you want to take it with the Bearcats, it's minus 107. Money line, if you think Cincy pulls off the upset, plus 1050. Alabama on the money line, minus 2500. This total is down low to 40 and a half. Over under, pretty much similar, minus 114 each way. So this will be fascinating to see what kind of momentum Cincy can have in this game in terms of naturally covering but just from an outright winning standpoint so alabama does have the ball now so that was they turned it over or they punted i didn't see because we started the show but as i'm looking at the big screen right now alabama does have the ball and hey if you're back in cincinnati you probably figured you're going to be sweating out this game for the long haul and that certainly looks like it could be the case you can't let alabama get that passing game going and look we talked about this with several holes i mean we talked about this with Amal yesterday he really likes Cincinnati, and a big reason why was because of their secondary, and their secondary has shown up today. That's for sure. They've come up big when they needed to. Yeah, you let up a couple touchdowns at the beginning, but at the end of the day, you can only hope to contain Alabama to a certain point. They need their offense to come through, and again, if you believe that they can, taking 14 right now, getting a better number than 13.5, what we've been seeing all week could be your right spot. All depends on the momentum and how much you trust that squad. I didn't really get involved in this Alabama Cincy game. I was going to wait for an in-game opportunity with the Crimson Tide if Cincy can make it close. Look, there's still plenty of time in this game to where that may be the case, but nothing I did pre-flop. However, we do have some action in the later game for college football, which we've discussed ad nauseum throughout the course of this week. But just for a frame of reference, because this thing keeps sticking up, so I hope you got involved when we first threw it out there. For Georgia and Michigan, the spread's still 7.5. That has not wavered one way or the other. But where you have seen movement has been the total. 46.5 is what it is up to now. That's right, we got it at 44. Paid a little bit more for 44, minus 118. And then it was 44 and a half for a majority of really since it's been posted. And now it's ticked up to 46 and a half. So hopefully you're able to jump on that sooner rather than later. As I always advise, if you don't like the number as at this point, if you want a better one, maybe just have some patience, wait for that in-game bet. That could be the best angle to approach because he's still have two teams with great defenses so there absolutely could be kind of a dud in the middle of this game where there's just no scoring for a little bit of time and that's when you can jump in and attack so i'll be pumped to watch that game a little bit later this evening and we'll also be excited to watch some football action on sunday in nfc east showdown we got to look forward to with the eagles and the washington football team and who better than to discuss it with than our guy ryan rosti and host of the philadelphia city cast ryan happy new year's to you uh, tell us about this game, my man. I mean, you know, it's still in a tricky spot because Washington, I feel like we can't get a good grip roster-wise, performance-wise out of this team. But Philly, at the same time, you can speak to it perfectly, kind of an unreliable team, right? I mean, they let their opponent back in the game. They find a way to win. Uh, what do you think the tempo of this game is going to be like? Running and running and running. Uh, Danny, that's that's what it needs to be for the Philadelphia Eagles. And you mentioned this Eagles team and the unpredictable nature that you know they've been bringing. You look at the last two weeks, Danny, against that Giants team that had Glennon, 
and it, it was just a mess with, with, with the Giants. And they ran – they didn't run the ball until really late into – uh, that game, they started the game with six straight pass plays. The game prior against Washington, they spotted them uh, 10 points. And there's just absolutely no no valid excuse for that. So you just have to simplify things. You have to understand where your bread has been buttered. Run the rock. Jordan Howard's going to play for the Eagles, which is big. But they will be without Miles Sanders. Um, when it's all said and done here, I expect the Eagles to get the win. Yeah, I think you kind of said it right. I, in terms of a spread perspective, it seems in a gross no-man's-land type of spot, but the assumption is that the Eagles will get the job done. And, and I'm in that same line of thinking with you. This could be a good in-game bet type of atmosphere where Washington keeps it closer than it should be, but Philly finds a way to come through. Now, I got to ask you about this total, 45. It's shaded a little bit to the under, minus 114. Right now at Bet Rivers is what we're seeing. Anything stand out to you in terms of the total points, any way you're leaning? Uh, I, I don't see many points being scored in this game. It was a 27-17 final, surprisingly enough, just a couple of weeks ago in week 15. Uh, but like I said, I, I do believe the Eagles are going to be simplifying things even more so this week. And people that haven't been watching the Eagles say, well, how do you simplify it even more? Isn't all they're doing is handing it off and letting Jalen run? Well, yeah, Jalen is still uh, nursing a, a ankle sprain, though he's playing, and they just want to get the win. They're going to ride behind that offensive line, and once they hopefully get a lead, Danny, they're going to just control that clock, win the time of possession battle, and, and I don't see a ton of points being scored on Washington's side, so my lean is certainly towards the under 45. Yeah, and another game that points are probably not going to be coming too often is with another NFC East team, the Giants, coming to our town here, Ryan. Windy City, the Bears hosting the Giants. Andy Dalton looks like he is going to be the starter. The spread is at 6, total is at 37. So not even you get two teams whose offense is virtually non-existent, but you're getting a game that's going to have weather with winds up to 18, 20 miles per hour. It could be some snow flurries, just your typical Chicago January type of game. Do you have any thoughts in this one? I tease down the Bears personally. I'm looking for a David Montgomery prop once it gets posted. But what angles do you think could be plausible to bet on for this matchup? Uh, anything related to the Chicago Bears? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Danny, I have been watching extensive Chicago Bears film here lately, so please correct me <laughs> where I'm wrong. But, but that Giants team, that team, I'm not sure if they can beat my high school up the road. I, I, I'm not sure if they could handle them. That was quite literally the worst NFL team I may have ever watched uh, when they play when they played the Eagles. They're just so gross all around. I mean, Daniel Jones obviously hasn't really proved himself. And then you have Mike Lennon and then Jake Fromm. And you can't even joke about Mike Lennon here since the Bears paid him an obscene amount of money. So I'm trying to get the narrative of the Mike Lennon revenge game going against the Bears. But, you're, I mean, this team is just genuinely so bad. And I just hope so much that the Bears just don't make it a gross, ugly game. You know they're probably going to, but I still think they find a way to win. So that's why instead of laying the six ride, I'm just going to comfortably ask the Bears to win this game. So let's hope they'll be capable of doing that on Sunday against the Giants. But hey, man, appreciate you stopping by for a little bit. Enjoy your holiday, and hopefully you can enjoy an Eagles victory this Sunday. We'll look forward to catching up afterward. Danny, thanks for having me. Happy New Year. And my best joke, uh, favorite joke in the world, see you next year. 
Yes, there it is. You know, I think, all right, our tally's two on that now, and we're going to see how much more we can get it throughout the course of the show. I asked my producer, I'm like, do I have to say it at the end of the show? He's like, y you have to. You're obligated to. We'll see how it goes in about 45 minutes. But big shout-out to Ryan Rossi and at WiseRye on the tweets where you can follow along with him. And remember, if you want more in-depth analysis, betting perspective for all things Philadelphia sports, host of the Philadelphia CityCast, Ryan Rothstein, has got you covered. But he's right. How can you trust the Giants in that game? He knows the Giants pretty well as an NFC East fan, or at least a fan of his team in the NFC East. You don't have to be a fan of the division, per se. But if the Bears can't take care of the Giants, I think we are going to have a Chicago Fire Part 2. I'm not even kidding. That would just be atrocious if the Bears managed to lose to the Giants. But, hey, we've seen crazier things happen. All right, coming up next, speaking of Chicago, Dave Ross was fantastic here when he was covering sports in the town. Now he's out in Sin City. He will be joining us to talk his favorite plays for the slate of games, NFL Week 17. Got to ask him about his Cowboys. Can they take care of Kyler Murray and company? We'll discuss next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Because Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. So subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available and you get hooked up several times a week, solid local sports betting content. Back at it on this New Year's Eve, the show is Rush Hour on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Thank you for joining all of us on this Friday evening. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and it's time to get more into the Sunday slate of games for NFL Week 17, and we got to call our buddy out in Sin City now. Was formerly in Chicago, so he understands the weather we're going through right now, but I know he's living it up out on the West Coast. Dave Ross, folks, at D. Ross Sports on the Tweets. Fellow VEASAN host, Dave, happy early New Year's to you. Appreciate you making some time. I know we got a lot of games to get into, so we'll start off right away with this Colts and Raiders matchup. This game has been making headlines a whole week because it's Carson Wentz going to mm -hmm. play. Is he not going to play? The new Vax rules. Regardless, to me, when I look at it, Dave, it comes down to a couple things. It's Jonathan Taylor, Frank Reich, and I guess a few because you add the defense. Carson Wentz, not that big of an impact in my mind. 
What say you, though, for this matchup? Well, first of all, happy uh, early New Year to you as well and everybody back home in Chicago. I, I actually like the side of the Raiders before all the stuff with Carson Wentz uh, started happening Tuesday when they were getting seven and a half. And I thought, okay, this feels like the, a, a decent spot for the Raiders. Kind of a boring, methodical win over Denver, but they're still alive for the postseason. I, I actually thought early on, before the Carson Wentz news, that this would be a sleepy spot for the Colts. Now, I don't know if all this stuff woke them up or not, okay? But this has been as chaotic a line move from 7.5 all the way down to 2 and now back up to 7. So we're all assuming that Carson Wentz is going to play. But I'm kind of like you, Danny, where I go, if Sam Ellinger really did play, well, it would almost be like a single wing, like a Tim Tebow game. Yes, he can still throw it a little bit. But that would be running, running, running. Can the Raiders stop the run and stop JT? If they can figure out a way, if that's if they become that one-dimensional, then I think staying with the, the number seven, I think, is well within the Raiders' uh, possibility here. And I do think they can get some deep shots offensively if they can hold up, if the line can just hold up for Derek Carr and just to make a couple of plays. Because I think if it is Ellinger, again, we don't know yet who's going to play quarterback. You've got to think Frank Reich dummies down the offense, limits possessions, and when you limit possessions, give me the points in what might be a low-scoring affair here. So, to me, if that's, the, if that's the game script for Indy, limiting possessions, running the ball, they might have some long drives, Danny, but if they don't capitalize all those in sevens and the Raiders can keep them to a couple threes on the board, I think they can make enough plays offensively in a low-scoring affair. Give me the seven. I'll roll with the boys from Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, that logic seems sound to me. Even if Carson Wentz is in the game, that's going to be and has been the philosophy of this Colts team. Don't put pressure on Wentz unless you need to. Yeah, yeah, control the right. tempo. Let JT really do everything he can. And with a bigger spread with the Raiders team that still can keep it close in games, even though they drive a lot of people crazy, taking it might be the better option. Or if you want to go with the Colts, maybe just tease them down. But I don't disagree sure. with your assessment and look in the back the Las Vegas Raiders in that game. Now, very uh, quickly, Dave, the next, very quickly, yeah, go ahead. If that, if that switches and Ellinger becomes the quarterback and this line move dips all the way down to two under a field goal again, then I will go for that middle opportunity and take the mm -hmm. Colts because to that game, same game script we just talked about it. And that's why you got to watch that quarterback news on Sunday morning weather because they say it's a big game time decision. If all of a sudden the news comes out that Wentz isn't going to go, we saw where this line move went to under three. Right, so if it does that again, then I'll hop back in on the Colts and lay the two, two and a half if it stays there, and then look for that middle opportunity. Absolutely, no doubt. All right, Dave, let's talk Chiefs and Bengals here. Everybody's eyes are going to be on this game because the Bengals are looking decent. I mean, somehow they're at the top of this division, and we're talking about Zach Taylor for Coach of the Year, which seemed impossible at the beginning of the season, at least to me. But we see Kansas City on the road as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. This total has gone up to 51. I was really only interested in this total, Dave, but it might have gotten a little bit too high. What piqued your interest for this game down in Cincinnati? I did take the over when it was 49 and a half, assuming it would get fed up. I still think that's good at 51. It might go higher, right? With a trend, it seems like that thing's not slowing down. I, I would hop on it still at 51. Once it gets past that to 52 or 51 and a half, then I think that value is gone from what we saw pre-flop. But I really like the Bengals in this spot here. Kansas City riding high and this long, massive winning streak that they're on, and all of a sudden they look like they're fixed. I mean, Joe Burrow, I know it was the Ravens' defense, and they don't have any corners. He did put up 525. They might have, outside of Dallas, the best triumvirate of wide receivers, and certainly the best, I think, overall in the AFC. They're going to be a really tough cover 
for Kansas City and their DBs. Now, if you can try to neutralize Chris Jones, good luck because he's a monster on the inside. If they can handle him up front and give Joe Burrow time, I think we do have a shootout on our hands. And if we got a shootout, I'm going to take the five here and trust that Joe Burrow, if not win this game outright, I think five is a real good number for a team trying to capitalize and close in on that AFC North. They know it's all within their reach. I think the Chiefs kind of know they're going to win the West. Not saying they don't need it as much because, of course, they're trying to get the number one seed, which is huge in the AFC. But I really think the Bengals are not as far off of Kansas City as we think. So if I'm going to get five and two teams that I think are pretty close talent-wise, yeah, at home, getting five, I'm going to take that all day. Okay, all right. Well, you talk about shootouts and another game that could feature that. Are your Cowboys are hosting the Arizona Cardinals totals <laughs> at 51 and a half. The spread is now up to six in favor of Dallas. Dave, I've been waiting to hear your thoughts on this one because, yeah, <laughs> Dallas is the better team as of this moment. I think we can all agree on that. But is the spread getting a little bit too out of hand? Do you almost have to, objectively, of course, do you almost have to yeah. consider taking the points with Arizona? No question about it, Danny. As objective as I can be with my boys. And, look, I told everybody last week on these, and I really thought they were going to run brush on over the Washington football team, which looks like an easy thing to say after the fact. But remember, they were really struggling off, struggling offensively before that game. And you saw what, what uh, Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott did. They went up-tempo, and they really caught Washington flat on their heels, and they could never recover from that kind of blitzkrieg start. I would expect Dallas to implore that same type of tempo. To that end, that's why that number has crept up in that total. I actually like that better than I do the side right now because I, I do think it's a little bit too much. If you remember what Arizona did last year down there in Big D, I mean, Kyler Murray had his way. I know it was a Mike Nolan defense, and there was no Micah Parsons out there last year. So those are two big differences going in Dallas's favor this year. But to me, that's, that's a teasable scenario. That's where I'm going to find a dance partner in a six-point tease for Dallas. I do think Dallas will win the game and figure out a way to win the game. But the safety net of that six points and making it an Al Davis just win, baby, uh, scenario, that's what I want to do here with Dallas because they're gunning at least for that two seed. With the news coming out of Minnesota about Kirk Cousins, you've got to think Green Bay uh, licking their chops here to win that game and hold on to the one seed. Dallas knows how important that two seed is. Arizona is just, I mean, they are slip sliding away. It looks like the NFC West is going to be occupied by the Rams. It's going to be Arizona wild card matchup. Maybe this is a matchup we're going to see in about a month. But right now, Danny, I just, I can't trust Arizona. And even though I think the number is objectively a little bit too high, I think the safer play here is Dallas via tease. Just find that six, six point dance partner with them. All right, Dave, we're running out of time. I'd ask you about a couple more NFL, but I want to squeeze in some Georgia and Michigan action. Uh, action excuse Love me. It. The spread's at seven and a half. We see this total now like at 46 and a half. I got involved when it was at 44, so I'm feeling pretty okay about it. What approach did you take for this playoff game? I'm stunned. I'm missing something here, Danny, because everybody's betting the over. And I look at two teams that want to get in a rock fight and be physical, but that, that line adjustment, you were right on it, Danny. You saw that this trend, and you, you hopped on the better number. So I'm weighing off it now at 46.5. I do love Michigan, even though it's come down from 8.5 to 7.5 here. I am sprinkling some of the money line today. I really think Michigan is looking in the mirror with Georgia, and they actually might have some advantages offensively. That's invested. Uh, Bennett can be a liability. Let's see if McNamara or Bennett, two guys we don't look at as elite quarterbacks, which one can make more plays in the pass game? That's the team that's going to win. But, Danny, I think this is a one-score game either way. 
Yeah, my goodness, that's going to be a fun. I'm looking forward to this one more than I was for this Bama game. And speaking of which, Crimson Tide just put on another six in the end zone. So uh, Alabama looks to be in control against Cincinnati. And we'll see who their potential opponent is going to be in that championship game. Should be a fun one regardless. But, hey, Dave, we are up against it, my friend. Enjoy the New Year's and best of luck with all your betting action. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Danny. You too, my friend. Happy New Year to you. You got it. Dave Ross, folks, at D Ross Sports on Twitter. Host, Better Across America, does a green zone first strike. The man does it all here on Visa, and he's got you covered, especially tomorrow and on Sunday with all the college football action, a huge slate of NFL games on Sunday. Dave will get you covered alongside him. Wes Reynolds, both great hosts and handicappers here on VEASAN. But look, I mean, we haven't talked much about that spread with Michigan and Georgia, but it has not moved really at all. You could still get seven in the hook with Michigan. I don't know what I would do with the spread. I, I get, I honestly get both sides here. I really do, because you see the public dog perspective of Michigan, but they do have the talent to keep it close with Georgia. But how tough of a schedule do you equate it to going against a team like Georgia did Michigan face? I don't know. That's why I'm only messing with the total. Might be an in-game for the spread in that regard. We'll, we'll talk more about that later on. But in between, James Salinas, former Super Contest champ, dives into his favorite NFL plays next. Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. You can save 50% off of a VSN All Access subscription or the rest of the football season with our big game special. And with that, you get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule which also includes our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every single game. So sign up today and you'll also get a hold of our daily best bets emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for only 39 bucks at vsin.com slash subscribe. Remember, just 39 bucks, vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the program, Rush Hour, on this Friday evening. Happy New Year's Eve to all of you out there. Hope you're staying safe and healthy and enjoying all the sports action going on. I know here in Chicago we're still celebrating that DeMar DeRozan game winner. We got a lot to look forward to tonight, this weekend, and beyond. To help us dissect all of that, former Super Contest champion, current VEASAN host, it's James Salinas in his usual Friday spot. James, Happy New Year's Eve to you. I hope you're staying safe out there in Colorado. Appreciate you taking some time. Uh, let's get right into it. I know you love doing a deep dive into these games, so I want to give you enough time. Tell us about a parlay that you're playing this weekend, a couple teams that stood out to you that you're combining together that could be a viable option in your eyes. Yeah, Danny, I've been really treading lightly until we get close to Sunday and or even 90 minutes prior to kickoff when we finally have the inactive reports come out for these teams over the last few weeks. We know full well how impacted the, the NFL has been by COVID, and it's day-to-day, -day, even in a sense, hour-to-hour. -hour. So for me, yeah, I definitely am – taking my time to find areas of where I want to get involved. So I haven't gotten involved too, too much as of Friday where we stand tonight, 48 hours roughly from kickoff. But there are a couple plays as far as a money line play that I've put together. And one, we can just talk right here in the Mile High City about the Denver Broncos. Our Denver Broncos are have been hammered with COVID over the last couple days, Dan. And there's Roughly, there's approximately 15, 16 players on the COVID list. They expect a few more to come and trip.
trickle in over the next 24 hours as well. So very unfortunate situation for the Broncos in this roster. But if you think about the COVID list, those names that are on it are pretty substantial names. So think about the offensive side uh, at the receiver position, and that's really where they're impacted the most offensively. Gary Judy right now is on that list, as well as Patrick, uh, Tim Patrick, as well as potentially, and this is what they're anticipating, that Cortland Sutton will also be placed on the COVID list here less than 48 hours prior to kickoff, which means those three, these are the top three receivers for the Denver Broncos, will not be available against the Chargers. And who's going to be throwing the football to the remaining the remaining wide receivers on this team that they're calling up for the practice squad for the Broncos is going to be Drew Locke again. Teddy Bridgewater did not practice this week. He is still in concussion protocol. And so I kind of, if we saw the game last week against the Raiders, yeah, outside of the defense setting up basically the entire offense for the Broncos on short fields, Drew Locke is not somebody that not only his teammates do not trust and believe in him, his coaches definitely do not trust and believe in him. You can read between the lines. This is something that has gone on over the last couple of seasons. This isn't something new. So not a lot to be desired from the leadership standpoint for the Denver Broncos on the Drew Lock side offensively. Other COVID issues for Denver, they're going to be without four of their linebackers in this game. They were already very thin at the linebacker position. So four will be out either due to injury and or COVID. They also have three defensive backs in COVID protocol right now as well. So it is a really decimated Broncos ball club right now on both sides of the football and you're going to play a Chargers team now that is finding their way getting a little healthier on the COVID side we know the issues they've had over the last couple of weeks but I think the biggest thing with the Chargers here is the fact that I think they're going to have to show out their competitive pride in this matchup they are on the outside looking in for the AFC wildcard playoff picture but they were embarrassed last week as a double-digit favorite at Houston losing outright and I think that competitive pride shows out in this matchup against the Broncos team that is really decimated on both sides of the football due to COVID as well as some injuries. So I've put the Chargers as, as half of a money line play. They were sitting at six and a half. It popped up to seven and a half. However, that money line did not move. It was still at minus 275. So that's the first leg of a money line parlay that I'm playing is the Chargers just to win. Yeah, I'm with you there too. I mean, at first looking at this game, James, I was a little bit, I don't know, I guess pessimistic on wanting to back the Chargers. It seems like even though Brandon Staley's the coach, they're still the Chargers of the past couple of years where they just make it so hard on themselves. And I know there's been some change and that they're going to be a great team down the road, but you just can't afford to drop a game like they did against Houston and even blow that game against Kansas City. It's understandably so because it's Patrick Mahomes, but still, those are the games you got to close out. But you're right. They got to be coming into this game ticked off. They get a banged up Broncos team all throughout a game they need to win they probably should. So instead of laying it, you could either tease it down or take advantage of the money line that really hasn't altered too crazily. So I'm with you. I think the Chargers are a good selection in that bout. Now, the other team that I know you've got some interest with, tell us about the Saints and the Panthers. Now, I, I don't know, I guess, what your assessment is here per se, but I feel like it might be more of a fade on the Panthers than it is you trusting the Saints because this Carolina team is abysmal, my friend. I, they could put in whoever they want at quarterback. It ain't getting the job done. Absolutely right. That's it. It is a fade. It is a bet against the Carolina Panthers. We just discussed the Broncos situation, not only with COVID, but also some of the dysfunction that is going on and the disconnect between the head coaching staff there as well as the players that filters down to backup quarterback Drew Locke. Well, I think we can find another dysfunctional family in Carolina with the Panthers on that offensive side in particular with head coach Matt Rule. And, and we've seen it over the course of the season. They've really, they've started out 3-0. and Now, mind you, it wasn't the toughest schedule. 
when they started out the season. But anytime you're winning, we know it's hard to win in this league. They were able to go start off and get hot 3-0, and but since then it's been a complete struggle, including the last five weeks where they've lost five straight games, and that offense has averaged just 14 points per game in those five losses. And right, I think it's going to be Sam Darnold that's going to see the majority of the snaps at the quarterback position, but whether it's Sam Darnold or Cam Newton, I don't think it really matters. There's a big disconnect here between this offense, the quarterback position, as well as Matt Rule. Matt Rule, kind of, I think we've been seeing, he's been demonstrating the fact that there's he has no accountability regarding his performance as a head coach. He's a finger pointer, already fired his offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, just a few weeks ago uh, as, as a scapegoat in my mind. And I think there is, again, that disconnect offensively for the Panthers, really been rely, relying upon that defense. That's where this defense has been hit hard with COVID, especially in their front seven and their key pass rushes. Their three best defensive players and pass rushes, in my opinion, are all on the COVID list. That is Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick, the, the book-in edge rushers, as, lo- as well as linebacker Shaq Thompson. Those three players are most likely not going to play in this matchup on Sunday, and that is a massive loss. And I know for the Saints on that side of the football, it's been a struggle offensively. They are banged up at the offensive line. Uh, And last week, Monday night football against Miami, just pulling up anybody and anybody off the sideline just to to suit them up for a uniform. They had 20 players in the COVID protocol. Right now, they just have one, and that's Will Lutz, who's been out for the season as the place kicker all season long for the Saints. So all those players that were lost, for Monday night's game against Miami, they will all return, as which was really, to me, the defense here. Defense will be at full strength, and that is the defense that just two weeks ago shut out Tom Brady on the road Sunday night football. Now you're going to face, oh, I don't care if it's Sam Darnold, Cam Newton, I don't care if Matt Rule decides to get out there. Yeah, happy new year to that. Good night and good luck to the Carolina Panthers offensively. I think the defense for the Saints can create some offense and help out the offensively challenged New Orleans team there. They'll create some short fields, maybe even put some points on the board. Best defense, best offense may be the defense for the New Orleans Saints. That's where they're sitting currently at six and a half. That money line was minus 275. That's the second leg of the money line parlay that I'm going with here to pair it up with the Chargers leg. Both minus 275. Basically, it was a minus 117, minus 150, 117, right around approximately that number here. Actually, a better number than depending on where you get teasers. I'll do the money line parlay in this sense with the Saints to knock it out there and take care of business at home against the Panthers. I like it. James, you're the man. Keep up the great work. As always, looking forward to more action from you this weekend. Thank you, as always, for making time on this Friday night. And enjoy the festivities tonight. Be careful out there. We'll look forward to catching up next week. Same to you, my friend. Have a happy and very, very safe New Year to you, Danny. There he is, James Salinas, folks. Always a pleasure having him on at Rounding again on Twitter. Remember to catch him co-hosting the Pro Football Blitz with another former Super Contest champion, quite the dynamic duo. James Salinas, Brady Cannon, they've got you covered Saturdays and Sundays, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Look, you talk about that Saints-Panthers game. I've been ragging on the Panthers as much as anybody else. And I'm a little bit salty about the Saints just because of what happened last week. But that was more so on me actually trusting Ian Book catching three in the hook. Didn't mean to rhyme. Sorry, it happens from time to time. And I did it again. Now I just need to stop. Anyways, the Saints and the Panthers agree with James and his assessment in that spot. The line at six and a half. Especially like that Chargers play a lot, though, now. Now that it's at seven and a half, heck, you could do the money line parlay or you could 
do the teaser. Perfect spot. Home favorite of just over seven is what we're seeing out of Los Angeles. And I think what James said really reassured my confidence to a certain degree with this Chargers team is that they know they need to win this game. They're ticked off what happened, even aside from the Broncos being banged up and missing a lot of key players. They'll be fired up and they'll be ready to go. Might have to add it to a teaser selection. But we will tell you the selections that we have made up to this point, both in college football and the NFL. Danny's Dimes coming up next here on Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to a whole other level because now you can combine same game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combination. In addition to that, Bet Rivers has added more and more same game parlay props for college football matchups and just in time for the biggest games of the season. So download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. 1-888-532-3500. In Virginia, Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Playable in New Jersey has played Sugar House. Void, where prohibited. Okay, final segment on this New Year's Eve Rush Hour edition. Thank you for being with us. Hope you have a great holiday and all the festivities involved tonight. Not only with celebrating, but hopefully you can celebrate a few winners along the way, which is what we are looking to dish out right now on Rush Hour. It is time for Danny's Dimes, my best bets for tonight. Tomorrow, Sunday, heck, who knows how long, but we've got a handful of plays that we have talked about throughout the course of this week, some new ones, and just everything surrounding that. So let's talk about the plays that I newly added into this spot, going with a couple of props, looking forward to Sunday. So full disclosure, I'm waiting for a lot of these props to, you know, no pun intended, prop up, or pop up, whatever you want to call it. But the point is, a lot of them have been held back because of COVID, because of all these other games going on. All of this nonsense that's re really withheld the opportunity to bet them sooner rather than later. The biggest example is Bears and Giants game. You didn't know who's going to be quarterback. We still really, I guess, don't know what to expect out of the Giants. Nevertheless, waiting for like a David Montgomery prop 
Those might be added later at Danny Burke 5 on Twitter. You can follow me, and I'll tweet those out. But a couple that I did like, Daryl Williams with the Kansas City Chiefs. Really quick, I'll spend time on this one because it was a late addition, but I liked him under his rushing yards prop of 45 and a half. Now, Williams is averaging 30 rushing yards per game as of this point. He's only gone over it in four out of 15 games, and you're going up against the Cincinnati defense that ranks seventh in DVOA run defense. They're only allowing opposing running backs four yards per carry and about 92 rushing yards per game. And with Williams, again, you know, the Chiefs offense isn't solely based on running the ball. And this could be a high-scoring game, a lot of passing. Heck, it could be a game where the Chiefs are trailing, so they may need to pass the ball a lot more. In a blowout game against Pittsburgh last week, he still only had 11 carries for 55 yards. Yes, he got over it, but not by much in a game where they were dominating, which probably will not be the case against the Bengals. Also, the Bengals' secondary is pretty banged up right now. The Chiefs should look to take advantage in that regard. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire still might play. He's a game-time decision. So if you want, if you think he might play, take advantage of the way too high number with Williams, presumably at this point, if CEH is a go. But even if he's not going, I still favor the under. You just might get a better number at that point. But really like Williams under 45 and a half rushing yards. Let's move on to another prop that I got. Anthony Frisker. That's right. The tight end for the Titans. Receiving yards seven and a half. Incredibly low. Overs minus 120 at Bet Rivers. Unders minus 109. I'm going with the over, baby. Minus the buck 20 to the over for Frisker, who's averaging over 16 receiving yards per game. And guess what? He's gotten more than seven and a half receiving yards in all games except for three. Only three times has he stayed under. And two of those, he got seven receiving yards, so he barely missed it. I get it. A loss is a loss. But still, he's pretty much right there every damn game. Miami, they allow about five catches and 58 receiving yards to tight ends per game. He's He's getting over two catches on three targets per game, and he's averaging about eight yards per reception. The last three games, he's also averaging 22 receiving yards per game. I see this as a buy-low spot, a number that may move up to eight and a half, or the odds may keep increasing. So I jumped on that sooner rather than later. It's kind of like our use chick play when we looked at his receiving yards. He got a lot. I don't even know the number, but it was like six and a half. He had like 20 in the second quarter. But first year, we're hoping the same comes to fruition. We're going with him over his receiving yards, seven and a half. Let's move on to college football now, folks, because we have the game to look forward to tonight. You might be sick of me preaching about the play I have, but in case anyone else has missed it, I'm betting the over for the Orange Bowl with Georgia and Michigan. Spread that seven and a half hasn't moved, but the total has moved a significant amount. We played it earlier in the week at 44 minus 118. I recommended still playing it up to 45. Now at 46 and a half, I can't say that I would still recommend it at that point. Yeah, I probably think it still goes over that. I would probably, you know, realistically say it could land on 48. But because of how much it has moved, I would only recommend if you haven't gotten involved to wait for an in-game bet. These are still two great defenses, and it seems inevitable that at some point in this game, there will be a lull. The defenses will stop the opponent's offense, and you might be able to get a similar or lower slash better number than the 44 to 45 range that we were looking to jump in on. So for that game, playing the over 44, if you haven't done anything, maybe just wait a little bit to get that good number. Other college football action that we played, been talking about this one for quite some time. Notre Dame on the money line. They're now down to minus 121. 
The guy played it at minus 130. I thought it was going to creep up, but you're missing a star safety. You're missing your running back for the Fighting Irish. So that's why it's been flip-flopping back and forth. And look, Oklahoma State might go off as a favorite. It might go off as even money. Who the heck knows? Or a pick him, I mean. The thing is here, it doesn't matter as much which players are in and out. I mean, to a degree, yes, of course it does. But for this game, it's all about motivation. It's all about incentive in this game. It's a narrative-driven spot for Notre Dame, who's looking to win for their new coach, Marcus Freeman. The guys rallied around him. They want to send him out with his first game with a dub in a big game in the Fiesta Bowl. This is the top of the mountain for Notre Dame this year. Oklahoma State, they had their eyes set differently, right? They wanted to get to the college football playoff. They had a chance with four different plays. They couldn't get it into the end zone. So that was their peak, and now they fell down. Here's your consolation prize. You get the Fiesta Bowl, and it's nothing bad about the Fiesta Bowl, but you want to do better than that if you're Oklahoma State. You potentially had the chance to do so. So they may not have as much motivation to go out there and dominate in this game as for Notre Dame. The playoffs, probably not realistic after you lost to Cincinnati. Your coach abandoned you. You got a new guy on the roster. You lost some of your top guys. These guys will go down with the fight, and I feel more comfortable trusting Notre Dame than I do Oklahoma State. So I played the Fighting Irish on the money line, minus 130. Now it's at minus 121. Heck, it could get down even lower by the time this game kicks off tomorrow at about noon. So be on the lookout for Notre Dame to win that game outright against Oklahoma State. That is what I will surely be rooting for. Uh, Rose Bowl, Utah, Ohio State. Ohio State had a ton of guys opt out in this game, right? They had their two top receivers, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave out. Both guys on the trenches on each side also opting out. You talk about games where this could be the Super Bowl for their squad. Utah is that team. They sold out all their tickets. Jeff Schwartz, he comes on VEASAN a lot. Big Pac-12 guy, former NFL offensive lineman, saying Utah's program is ready for this game. They are viewing this as their Super Bowl. The fans are all traveling. Ohio State, what is it? Consolation prize. You wanted the playoff. You didn't get it. Your top players aren't even in this game, and you're still giving us points with Utah. We took it at plus five, would still take it at plus four and a half. Like getting that number with Utah, who's going to be looking to do everything they can out in that field to win this game with Ohio State. Not that they're going to go out there lackadaisically, but again, the incentive maybe not as much there for Ohio State. So I will take the five points with Utah, would still take the four and a half, which is where it is present at this moment. Back to the NFL, a couple more plays that we had from earlier in the week. We played the Tennessee Titans on the money line, minus 165. Currently, it's minus 177 at Bet Rivers. Make sure you do your due diligence and shopping around or waiting for a better number. But I don't like laying the three and a half with the Titans. I just like having them win the game outright. I think Miami finally comes back down to earth after this long winning streak against a actual competitive, tough, gritty team on the road. Mike Rabel and the squad need this game to win the division. They will get the job done in my mind, so I'll keep it short. I like the Titans on the money line. Just think they're the better team and will be able to expose Tua Tungabailoa to a certain extent to get the job done. Other play we had in this one, unfortunately, you don't have as much uh, leverage with anymore. We did a teaser with the Packers and the Bears. When the Packers were minus six and a half, we teased them down to a half, and the Bears at six teased them down to a pick em. Well, we know that it's not going to be Kirk Cousins in the game. I think Sean Mannion is the starting quarterback. So now the line's at like 12 and a half. So hopefully you jumped in on that when we were able to. So we had the Bears down to a pick em, Packers down to a half. If you don't like the Pack, I mean, well, obviously you can't do the Packers now because you want to cross seven and three. The other substitute team that I would say 
The one we were talking about with our guy James Salinas. Look to tease down the Chargers from minus seven and a half down to minus one and a half. If you haven't gotten involved, that would be my substitute teaser play instead of the Packers. But overall, those are all the plays we're rolling with. College football, props in the NFL, and outright NFL plays. Thank you, as always, for everybody tuning in on this holiday. Enjoy the New Year's. Be safe, and hey, make some money on these bowl games, folks. We got a big year of 2022 ahead of us, and we're looking to get on a nice little winning streak in all these sports. So thank you throughout the whole year to all the crew, to all the viewers, and everybody at Beeson in Las Vegas and here in Chicago helping out. Again, enjoy the night. Sit back, relax. We got a big slate of college tomorrow and on Sunday, and we'll be here on Monday to recap and get you prepped for Monday Night Football. Until then, take care and Happy New Year. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.